when you have just visualized something, your mind does not know whether that has actually just happened for real or you just imagined it. So because of that, your brain starts to want to move towards what it thinks was real anyway. And that's where the steps that you then take, however big or small, every single day, they start to align with that, but also always leave space for the fact that the universe may have a greater plan for you. I'm Krati Mehra, and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy, and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness, because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. And welcome back to the show. In today's episode, I am talking to Camilla Sacredoro, a trained life coach, master NLP practitioner, certified hypnotherapist, and meditation teacher. Camilla is also a Reiki master, a best selling author of three self help books, and a progressive motivational speaker. But the reason that I was so, so eager to talk to Camilla is because of what she chooses to focus on positively aligning your subconscious mind with your conscious path lies at the heart of Camilla's coaching methods. And in today's conversation, we are diving deeper into the subject of the subconscious mind and how it influences our actions and the life-altering power it offers if we can simply understand how best to harness it. If you have big dreams but find yourself riddled with self-doubt and paralyzed by a crippling fear of failure, this episode is for you. If you're ready to take it to the next level, but find it difficult to take forward action, this episode is for you. If you want abundance, but your internal narrative doesn't support that desire, or if your conscious goals are out of alignment with your subconscious beliefs, this episode is for you. And Camilla is the ideal person to help you. Harnessing all or a combination of seven powerful mind tools, Camilla's signature seven-system mind method identifies and erases previously programmed limitations, up-levels existing negative thought patterns, and raises your vibration from zero to hero. Through her well-being business, Camilla has worked with a range of local and international clients, from CEOs and celebrities to business owners and executive TV producers. She has specialized in challenges faced by those at the top of their professional game. And during today's conversation, we talk about how our subconscious influences our reality, how to access the subconscious and explore the stories playing on a loop, identifying the limiting beliefs and healing the story that supports them, what is confirmation bias and how it may be keeping you stuck, a counterintuitive way of managing and overcoming sorrow and sense of defeat, the ideal strategy to deal with your fear, how to assess the gap between our conscious goals and our subconscious narrative, manifesting abundance and channeling the law of attraction and the magic of living a truly aligned life and so much more. So let's dive in. Thank you so much, Camilla, for making time. Of course. Because, yeah, I have been so eager. I follow you online. I follow your content and I'm so thrilled to be talking to you today. Well, I like your vibe. I like your energy in your communication and on your um podcast website. I just loved your vibe. So I thought, yep, 
this Thank feels so perfectly much. aligned. Thank you so much. <laughs> so uh, can we start with, you know, you sharing a little bit of your story because your story is, it has definitely not been a straightforward journey. There's been so many ups and downs and just a little bit of your story that led you to where you are today, to the things that you're doing, to the mindset that you have, to the things that you believe in and to the way you're helping people. It's so funny because I was meditating yesterday in a really magical place in like the mountains in Palm Springs, I traveled up to, to a, a special place. And what I was thinking about when I was sat there was, wow, I really deviated far from my truth for a while. And yet I believe I needed to do all of that because it, it really led me to explore my passion and my love for the mind and for the subconscious mind um, on a level that I probably wouldn't have done if I hadn't been pushed so far, right? As an athlete, I was a professional dancer. I was a I was an athlete from a very early age, you know, I, w I wanted to win at eight, 10, 12, you know, years old. And, um, yes. and yet I'm such a sensitive being, I'm a highly sensitive person. So an athletic environment or a competitive environment was not really one that was um, conducive to what I needed. But it taught me so many skills and it made me really fall in love with the mind in a new way because I needed self-care, I needed self-love. I needed to work with my mind, not just to learn how to win, how to be successful under pressure, but also to know how can I take care of myself in an environment where I am so uncomfortable. So that really is a part of my story. And then later on, when I joined the TV show, as many of you know, as Dancing with the Stars, I was part of the original cast called Strictly Come Dancing in the UK, was another time where I was in a very, you know, I think extroverted, um, energy and yet I'm quite introverted I, I like to be on my own you know so it's all these opposites that we explore in life that helps us dive deeper into ourselves of um, what is it that I'm learning here and how can I share that that was a passion of mine through life really I just always wanted to share if I'd found something that was helpful to me I was like oh I can't wait to share this book with you I can't wait to share this tool with you because if you help me maybe it can help you you know yeah that makes a lot of sense. And considering the work you're doing today, there there must be some common elements that you must have maintained from that time to the life that you're living now. But at the same time, your life must have also changed drastically. And with that, your mindset must have changed drastically. So, and I know that you, of course, you are also helping millions of people all over the world, not just with your books, but I know you also have like a very uh, direct interaction with people who follow your content. So considering all that, what are the most prominent elements that you keep on the forefront as and when you provide services to the clients that you cater to, to the books that you write? What are the elements that you focus on the most? Mm. The subconscious mind, really. Um, and having the subconscious mind be in alignment with our conscious mind. And just to touch on what I took from my past as an athlete and and the kind of winning mindset is the word discipline. And I like to think that I share the word discipline and the skill of discipline with my clients because the mind is strong, right? It can be strong going into the negativity bias if we don't help it, if we are not disciplined with the mind. You know, we, we talk about being disciplined with exercise and being disciplined with what we eat, eat healthily, eat the good stuff that's gonna fuel you in the right way. But we often forget to talk about the discipline that really is needed for our mental health, especially now with the way we are all plugged in 24 seven. 
So without discipline, you know, it's, it's making us all feel overwhelmed. <laughs> yes. So, so that is a word that I, um, that I'm so grateful for, because that means that I meditate on days where I don't feel like it. I go for my walks on days. I don't feel like it because guess what? That supports me all the way through the day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that's great. And you know, you are absolutely right. We need to have the kind of discipline that allows us to control the way our mind works and the directions that it follows, the paths that it follows and keep it more focused on the good in our life. So what are some of the ways that you recommend that people manage stress? Is there a process that you recommend or something that you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with anything, I always say, start with, with, with the amount of time you know you can commit to. Right. So when I first started meditating, I, I mean, I was such uh, in the to do. I love being in the to do, right? Do, 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 do. That was me. Get, need something done. It's done. So I thought, okay, truly, if I'm honest with myself, I can give myself three minutes a day. That's it. And by the way, I thought three minutes was a long time. <laughs> the irony that I now teach people to sit still, you can imagine, is quite funny to a lot of people around me. Three minutes, I would set my alarm, and I promise you after two minutes, I'll open one eye and I'll be looking at the clock going, oh, another minute to go off this silence, right? That's how hyper and busy I was in my life. What I did was I realized that my breath was my friend, and I, and I like to give my mind something else to do. It was quite scary for me to just do mindfulness, as in I just sit there. I like to give my mind something to do. That something to do was either focus on like two words, just like... I would breathe in and I'll say calm and then exhale, let go sometimes, or, you know, just choose two words that I felt good about. I am was two words I worked with. I on the in-breath, am on the out-breath. And for, for three minutes, that's what I'll do. I am, I am, right? And, some, and you'll notice your brain wants to finish the sentence. So you can add any, any word you needed that day. I am, you know, uh, energized. I am I'm calm. Sometimes you'll feel I'm exhausted, then you can switch it to, you know, I'm taking care of myself, whatever it is. But I would also do the square breathing. And I honestly think the square breathing is one of the most powerful mindfulness tools because it helps us um, basically relax our nervous system in, in like three minutes. And it's just simply you breathe in for four counts, right? Breathe in for four, hold the breath for four counts, exhale four, and hold the breath for. And you repeat that like three times. And you can even do this with your children, with your parents. I like if anybody I'm with are feeling stressed, I'm like, should we breathe together? And we just do that square breathing. I call because you could do like a box, right? In four, hold four, exhale four, hold four. And it's a direct message to your nervous system to say, it's like a hug. It's like saying, calm down, you got this, honey, you're okay, everything, you're safe, you know? And, and it just works. It's simple, but it works. So that's how I began. Three minutes of either breathing or just focusing on the words like I am or so harm, whatever resonates with you. Pick one that works for you. I have many, by the way, on my website for free in the 21-day free meditation challenge that people can, 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 can use. Yeah, I'll make sure to share that. But I agree with you. Yeah. This is like one of the most effective things we can do because, yeah, it is so difficult to control your thoughts. But if you can just take like a minute out of your day to just focus on your breathing, it is, an, it is a way to not focus on your negativity and also to relax 
your body and you snap out of that awful energy in like in seconds you are no longer that anxious you're no longer that wired i think right yeah and gratitude by the way gratitude i'm sure that someone like tony robbins was the one that planted the gratitude seed i mean i was already my mom and dad would say to be grateful but unlike a next level i feel like tony robbins really planted how gratitude works and i talk about that in my book it's not you it's me that you can you turn your brain with gratitude you can actually change your brain through gratitude practice like that's crazy yeah like we have a tool here that we don't even use sometimes so when i feel like really off or i wake up like in the morning and you know we have days where we're just like i feel sad today or whatever it is like i feel a bit off i'll take my dogs out and i'll allow myself to feel that way i'll be like okay i have a very sort of strange sense of sadness and i'm a bit off today you know some what's up and i sort of invite this feeling in to to clear through me i don't resist it because what we resist persist yes. so i invite it in and as it's passing through i i start to think what am i grateful for i'm so grateful for my dogs i love them they bring me so much joy i'm so grateful for the blue sky today i'm so grateful that i woke up this morning and by the time i've walked the dogs i've shifted the off feeling to like okay i think i can get on with my day like it's just these little shifts that we're not ignoring anything but we're giving things that we're just acknowledging and then also using our tools yeah all of that is so amazing. That's brilliant. And I think, I don't know if this would work for anyone else or not, but on a really shitty day, like a really, really bad day, when I need validation for my grief, for my my sense of loss, or for my sense of inadequacy, you know, I usually make a list of all the awful things in my life instead of the things that I'm grateful for. And when I'm done, I look at that list and none of it warrants the sense of doom that I'm carrying around all day long. That's, I don't know if this works for me, I would not recommend, I don't usually recommend this, but it works for me. When you look at that list, you realize how, yeah, all of that matters and you wish for all of that to resolve itself or go away, but it's never as bad as we imagine things to be. It is never that bad. For me, this always works, but I would rather go with the, like recommend the gratitude thing. (laughs) No, but what you did there. So that actually is something that I use a lot. And I talk about this too in my book and I use this with clients almost daily. That's a reframe. You you actually do a reframe. So first of all, you write down all of the stuff that you're like, that's like heavy on you today, right? It's weighing on you. You write it down. First of all, as well, when we are writing by hand, there's like a psychological thing that happens. It actually helps you kind of release it a little or give space, create some space so you can perceive it a little differently. It's very healthy to write it down. I I love writing by hand. And then once you've looked at it, it's like you said, you have a little space now between you and the paper and you're looking at the words. Then you can start framing it differently. How would I wanna get on with my day now, now that I have a little space? What what can I do here? What is in my control? That's the thing that's so important to keep coming back to. What is in my control? I can't control the world, but I can know that if I get in control of what I can, how I respond to things, then that will have a ripple effect throughout my day to the people around me. True. I think. That's one of the reasons why journaling is such an incredible, such a powerful tool. I think journaling can really like take away so much of the chaos in your life. It's one of the best things you can do. You know, it's a gift. I agree. Yeah. And I, another reason I think um, this works is because, but I think what you have to remember is you don't value in it. Like you don't 
just make that lesson sit and wallow in it and blow it all out of proportion and start thinking, yeah, my life sucks. My life is so much worse than everyone else's. That's the thing that holds me back from recommending this exercise because I'm always afraid people are going to sit down with this and then use it as an excuse to just binge Netflix or yeah. comfort eat yeah. and do things like that. Do you know when I was 16, I had this passion and it's quite funny now, obviously, because this is the part of my job now, but I would cut out um, proverbs and affirmations and positive quotes from magazines and like give them to my friends if they were feeling sad and stuff. And there was one that never left me. And it was exactly what you're talking about now. It says it's a proverb, I believe Chinese proverb. And it says, um, you cannot stop the bird of sorrow flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest. Wow, that's beautiful. And that's what you're saying, right? Yes, you, we yes. all have these thoughts. It's flying over our heads. We're heavy right now, right? But are we going to let it build a nest? Or if so, how long are we going to leave the nest there for? Yeah, yeah. What can we do to remove that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think you'll agree with me with this because this is something I always remind, you know, anybody who ever asks me for help, I always remind them that you want to be the most powerful person in your life. You want to hold the power, make sure you are running your life, not your thoughts, not someone else, not your job, not your relation. You are the one running your life. I think it's incredibly sad when we give away our power, even if we are giving away power to the sorrow or whatever emotion is dominating our life, because we can totally. always choose. Yeah. And yeah. what you've recommended, I think you said like you started doing it with, you know, just three minutes. Initially, you only tried to do it for three minutes. Yeah. I think it's like a muscle, you know, like how we do with yeah. squats, how we do with any yeah. exercise, really. Yes. Which brings me to, you know, uh, like the focus of our conversation today, subconscious mind. I think the subconscious mind holds like everything, everything that we experience, every thought, every idea, every belief, which means that it is important for you to make sure what your subconscious is actually holding and how it is influencing you. Because a lot yep. of the times it's not influ just influencing you, it's sabotaging you. So can yep. you please talk about that a little bit here? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> this is my favorite subject <laughs> ever. Do you know, it's like we have a library in our subconscious mind, right? And our subconscious mind, by the way, runs our lives 95% of the time. There we are walking around the world thinking our conscious mind, right? Which is so smart, knows everything, is running our lives, but it is not. This library in our subconscious mind is running our lives, right? And so if you consider that to be this library where through life, you know, when you were growing up, your parents would give you books that they thought were helpful for you to read, but actually you wanted another book, right? You wanted another book. And then friends would give you books and you just like pile them in there. But you then you end up in your 20s, 30s, 40s, whenever, and you think, I, these books, they're not even, let me clear out this library. Let me put in the books that I want yeah. to actually pull from, right? Yeah. Who, who matches what I am now. So these patterns is what I help people align because there can be so many in the subconscious, mainly about not feeling enough, not being worthy. And if there is a slight residue or a slight old pattern where we felt that way, that we're not worthy of something or we're not enough, we're not loved, we're not lovable, whatever it is in the subconscious that will play out in our lives today, unless we go and work with it through affirmations, hypnosis, meditation. It is my passion in life to watch people simply align their subconscious with their conscious mind and go do the things that they dream of to to leave that job that they're so unhappy in and create whatever it is or go work somewhere else or follow their passion and reinvent themselves to to 
wait for the right relationship to to arrive you know to not settle for something they know that it's not right and all of that it just makes me joyful to 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 play that part of their lives yes that's very true you have a very beautiful way of you know getting your message across i really appreciate that <laughs> oh bless you thank you <laughs> and i uh, agree with you 100 like your subconscious is so incredibly powerful as i already said and as you pointed out but i and you know i would always recommend that people approach a professional they work with a coach they work with a or a therapist even a talk therapy can be very helpful yes. uh, working with coaches if you don't feel comfortable going to a therapist can be incredibly helpful mm -hmm. but if someone is not yet ready to approach a professional and i usually ask for these recommendations because so many people are not yet ready to approach professionals so what is it that they can do to actually access their subconscious and understand what is really going on in there mm. So I actually remember being that person myself. Um, having to ask someone for help was a really big deal for me. And maybe that's why I do the job I do today because I really acknowledge that. I, I was like, I can do this, I can do this. So I've read, as I mentioned the books and I've read them, like every motivational book I could find, every mind book I could find, you know, I was just like absorbing it. And then I asked um, to work with a with a coach who was a hypnotherapist as well. And that was just, it was so magical for me at the time to have someone else hold the mirror. And, um, and I realized that that's absolutely okay to ask for help. But that was the athlete in me that was like, you don't need that. But I was like, I do need that. So I understand that. But I think meditation, just guided journeys can really help you in the beginning um, or even breath work. Um, if you really like to focus on, you know, like the breathing, um, sound baths, anything like that that you feel connected to where you can just um, listen. You don't have to do anything, but the guided journeys will take you on a on a journey. Your subconscious mind will already take you there. That's kind of a nice beginning or mantra based. I, I, I've used a lot of mantra meditations in my life and that really resonated with me. So find something that you feel. I, I feel like Insight Timer, for example, they have so many different ones. Click on some different ones until you find a voice where you think, ooh, I resonate with this person. Does that make sense? Um, I do have someone there, but of course, go and listen to many different ones. Try the frequency ones, try the sound bath, try different things till you find what works for you. The meditation is a great in, it's a great slow into understanding um, what is lingering in your subconscious. And please know that when we sit with ourselves, they say um, the words, if we don't go within, we go without, right? So it's a little scary at first to go within. I wasn't comfortable sitting for more than three minutes either. So know that lots of stuff may come up, but we learn to observe our thoughts. By the way, meditation is not about switching off our thoughts. Let's clarify that. It's about sitting with the 60 to 80,000 thoughts we have a day, right? Yeah. So start there. And also my book, It's Not You, It's Me, is all about um, starting to look at self-care, self-love. What are little ways that... You can find a little bit more compassion for yourself and it's like you're just sort of crack just cracking open the window into your own kind of uh deeper deeper stuff deeper magic within you know deeper wisdom okay and now i have a few questions here <laughs> so so yeah guided meditation affirmations and observing our thoughts are good ways to get started with this so but as we are going through our life you're going from day to day doing whatever it is that you know occupies the time do you think that there is like a conscious way we can identify the limiting beliefs and change them identify yes. them and heal that story oh yeah gosh i do this every day 
but we need to become, and I talk about this in some of my courses too, we need to get really clear on what is the narrative because that's really all it is that we tell the world and ourselves every single day about that one thing. Let's just take, let's just take me writing my first book, right? I maybe had a little limited thinking in the beginning because I'm Danish. English is my second language. So there was a little limited belief that was like, you don't know how to write a book in English, right? That was the voice of the, that. And I'm like, but if I don't try, then I'll never know. Like, what if I try and I succeed? Like, so I, so I work with my hypnotherapist on changing that limited belief on, I do know how to write a book because I'm going to learn as I go. I'm going to implement a mindset that's open to learning and growing and evolving. And that's what I've done. You know, I dived in and I've learned through my editors. I've learned through my doing because we don't know everything, but we learn as we do. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, Yeah. so that's all of these limited beliefs around. I can't have that, you know, and especially around abundance and money and love that they can be changed in the subconscious. If we go in and find the root of when that was created. And as I always say, when you have an awareness around something, you can change it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And basically what you are recommending here is that as and when you recognize something's holding you back from going forward, from taking forward action, you identify the narrative, the story behind that limiting belief. Why do you believe what you believe? But you, you know, go forward, you do whatever it is that you were going to do despite that belief and let things unfold as they may and use the results to reinforce a better course of action. Is yes. That- yes. Because here's the thing, we have something called confirmation bias in our brain. Yes. So whatever your deepest belief is about something. So if my deepest belief was I can't write a book, my brain wants to, to prove me right. So it will find all of the times in life where you see, you don't know how to write a book. It wants to confirm that I am right in my belief. So when I go into the subconscious and maybe with a coach change that, I'm going to write a book because I believe that I can and I have something to share. My brain starts the confirmation bias, look for reasons that I can write. It will say, you know that article you did for that magazine? That was a proof of you can write. Remember that lovely lady who liked your posts and she said, what a wonderful writing. That's a proof that you can write. Yeah. But we will get equal proof of what we believe in because that's what the confirmation bias will look for. Right. So if you're looking for love and you think, you know, you say things like a limited belief, like relationships never work out for me. Really? I say to clients, never, like never, ever. I said, you don't know never, ever because you're not there yet. Yes. So then they're like, well, maybe not never, but sometimes. Okay. Well, that's different. Yeah. (laughs) You see what I mean? So we start to like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. And I think we should anyway steer clear of definitive statements that assume exactly how things are going to unfold, because that's crazy. You can't possibly know. know. (laughs) Most, even the most brilliant people in the universe couldn't have predicted the pandemic. One of the reasons why we were taken so unaware was because it is impossible to be completely certain of everything that's going to happen. So yeah, what you said makes so much sense. Why do you want to live your life based on these definitive statements, even though, you know, probably 90% of them are just coming from a dark place in your psyche and 
have nothing to do with reality. Or what we've been told or learned or seen as we grew up. And so that's why it's important sometimes to use subconscious work to just go in and tell that part of yourself in the subconscious. Hey, you, I know you heard those words as a child or as a young person. And I know that you were surrounded by these kind of beliefs, you know, but that doesn't mean that that's your story. You get to narrate your own story. Yeah. So maybe consciously challenging those ideas that are holding you back would help. Mm. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Okay. That, that's great. Do you think it helps to validate your fears, you know, reassure yourself and, you know, from a place of understanding that, yes, this is where it's coming from. I get it. And not push yourself too hard and take things slow or you challenge it in a defiant way and you push forward full steam ahead and you are like, you know, let's, you know, fuck this shit. And I'm just going to like, <laughs> I'm going to make this work for me, which is better because mm. there's always that fear, you know, whether should we acknowledge that fear, make space yeah. for it, or should we, you know, try and not give that fear too much space to breathe? What do we do? I think that, um, like they say, you can feel the fear and do it anyway, but I think there's acceptance that can happen. There's an acceptance of fear. So for me, when I first started doing public speaking, funny enough, and although I've been standing in front of an audience my entire life dancing, taking the dancing away and just speaking was new to me. So I accepted that I'm probably going to feel that fear for the first, I don't know, 20 times, who knows how long, five times, I don't know, right? but I'm going to choose to do it anyway. So now I have a choice. What can I then focus on that's gonna make me feel more comfortable? So I always went to, what is the deepest intention of what I wanna share? Because if I am there coming from that sharing point, I now have an intention that feels really good with my like soul alignment. I'm here to share something that's not about me. It's not about my ego and doing well. It's about, this is why I'm here. Then I felt of service and that kind of helped my fear but the fear was still there. Yes. It didn't just poof, go away like that. Right. So then I, I, I guess I just went and did it and I moved through the fear and it became easier and easier and easier. So I didn't try to push the fear away. I accepted that it was going to be there, but it wasn't going to stop me. Right. Okay. Right? Okay. So you acceptance gave... is key. Right. So with acceptance, you recommend people give themselves the relief that comes with validating how you're feeling giving treating yourself with compassion but making sure that we are still going to go ahead and do whatever it is that we were going to do and not do it do you think it helps to not have too many expectations yes expectations such a killjoy okay. <laughs> expectations okay. in friendships and 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 everywhere and also we have to be careful not to mind read sometimes when we deliver something we we sometimes presume that we know how you feel yeah. or someone else feels about what I've just said or done. That's just mind reading. Yeah. Because your concentration phase, when you look at me, could be like, really, Camilla? But you could be like, really, Camilla? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and I've already decided, based on my conditioning, yeah. how you're feeling. That's not fair. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, you've already decided what you're going to look for. And now, yes. as you said, the confirmation bias, you're just going to see what you want to see. You're not yes. seeing what's actually there because you have no yes. idea what's what's actually there. That's right. <laughs> Nothing is ever as it seems, as they say. That's the truth. We yeah. cannot. I've had, you know, audiences and I, I sometimes have had like, you know, faces looking at me like, 
what is she talking about? Right. And I promise those people when they've come up to me after they've been like, when you were speaking, I was in such deep thought. I literally had this idea and they'll share with me. And I'm like, thank goodness. I have learned not to judge anything I see because everybody is perceiving whatever they need to, you know, and some may like, and some may not, but that's okay. If your intention is from the, from the place of whatever it is you're sharing. Right. Yes. Yes, that's amazing. So yeah, can I just come back to one more thing you touched on, because I think it's really important because you said about pushing off. So I want to say, is it pushing or flowing? Because I find that's something I've learned later in life. When you asked me as an athlete, I did a lot of the will push. My will was strong. I pushed right. through everything. I don't know if that's always the right way. I think now I like to feel into things a little bit more and feel like maybe where this flow I feel the flow that's where I'll give my attention um but I don't again think there is no right and wrong because I would not go back and change any of it and I have no regrets yes because I think I needed to feel that to know this (laughs) yeah okay so yeah this is uh interesting and I would like like to talk about this more you know on your website you talk about how it is so important that we align we maintain an alignment between our subconscious mind and whatever it is that we are choosing to do consciously. So we have conscious goals, of course. We all yeah. have goals that we are chasing. Perhaps yeah. you want to be an actress. And yeah. then your subconscious story is that you are physically unattractive. You are lacking in talent. And you are lacking in the kind of endurance and discipline that an occupation like acting, a profession like acting would require. Which means that there's going to be a discord between yeah. what you're chasing and what your subconscious mind is. Yeah. Do you think there is a way for us to assess that gap? Or do you think we need to be more instinctive about these things? Because we will never stop setting goals for ourselves. Yeah. But there is also an instinctive draw towards things, the flow that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, so which am I even making sense right now? You're making <laughs> complete sense. And, and I think that we really have yeah that's why i think meditation is helpful because when you then tune in you know everything you just said about what that person had as limited beliefs there's other people that have made that their qualities <laughs> that's been right. the characters they play for their entire life and they've been most successful from it like do you know what i mean so it's really when you have a passion is it you probably will get tested i'm sure i was tested many times in my my life and i always believed that i used to read this poem um I call it don't quit, but I think it's called, it's in my book. Um, is it called uphill climb maybe, but it's amazing. It's like that, you know, deep within, if there's a passion that you really, really, really want. And if that is what you really, really want to go for, and you will sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice to do it, because with big dreams, sometimes they're a sacrifice, right? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to not spend time on this to do this? then you can align those like you talked about just now these kind of um i call it opposing thoughts basically contradicting thoughts right of i I don't have what it takes how can i do this i'm i don't have the right look for it i don't have the right whatever because that none of that really is true because if we google now we could find many different um stories of actors that made it against all odds right they would say themselves i have made it against all odds so that's not even a an excuse (laughs) yes yes what's for you won't go by you right right that makes sense if you know deep within this is what i want with every part of my being like with my job now i 
I can't imagine not doing this. I'm just at home. Yes. But in my last career, I came to a point where what I had loved so much was no longer how I felt anymore. So I listened to that, what started as a whisper that became a very loud voice of this is you're done here. Okay. Which is sad when we realize we're done in a relationship or in a career and we get a whisper for something else. I didn't yet know what that looked like. That's why I wrote a whole book about reinvention because it was a journey. Yeah, that, that answer is beautiful. And why is it like people with very obvious talent, people with very like obvious qualities fail to follow their path? And then there are people who, you know, on the face of it, they seem like, you know, they're, they're not going to make it, but they, they follow their dreams and they make it anyways. I think with any, any limitations that we all have, right, or shortcomings in our life that we all have in different ways, if we want to look at them in that way, right? It's an acceptance of, okay, so this is, this is me, right? But then there's also, so in that acceptance, take control. What can I take control of, right? What can I do to build my dream? How can I write this narrative? You would just to write your own story. Like I often say, fast forward five years and write a letter to yourself of where you want to be in five years. Like, dear Camilla, you know, I'm now sitting in Italy if you wanted to travel and I'm writing to you from here and I've done this, I've done that and da da da. That's really helpful because you're rewriting, you're writing your own story. I've done that many times in my life, right? So I think that we can accept many different things about ourselves because we can accept where we are in the moment. Acceptance is key to move forward in any way. And then we can start to look at what can, how can I align myself inside out? How can I like not chase, but attract? How can I become the magnet of the things that I want to attract into my life? That comes from working on our worthiness, believing that I'm worthy of that job. I have what it takes. It, it, it's ongoing work, self-love, right? knowing that you are enough this is all all of that is part of manifesting you cannot cannot expect someone else to love you more deeply than you're willing to love yourself right you cannot expect someone to see your worthiness if you're not willing to look at your own self and see the worthiness so it will be difficult to go and get a job maybe like we're talking about acting right if you go in there kind of not believing that you're going to get it anyway because you don't feel worthy of it you got to go in there and think this is me and i have a lot to bring here all of these things that make me unique, right? That may look at shortcomings to some people, they make me unique. We all are unique. That's what's so beautiful about it. Yeah. And considering there is so much noise around us, there's so much negativity around us, not just within us, mm -hmm. considering the limitations that we may be living with, considering like very practical limitations, it could be financial, it could be our body, it could be our family, it could be so many things. Taking all of that on board, do you think there is a process that you can work with here? As in, do you like, for me, it was always like, I need very, very tiny steps. Yes. Initially, when I was dependent on drugs, when I was uh, struggling with so much anxiety, my mind was beginning to give up on me. Mm -hmm. I, I needed small steps. Yes. I couldn't even think about yes. too far into the future. That was too scary for me. So is there like a process that you recommend for the benefit of a listeners here? Totally. To be present in the moment is one. Obviously, that's what you're saying. So we just do today and we just do one, one little tiny step today because it does matter. Visualization has been key in my life. I was taught it from my coach at 13 years old and it's magical. The reason why, why sports people use visualization as a tool in sports is because when we, it's a mind hack basically. When you visualize something like 
that's way beyond where you are right now because you're allowed to dream and visualize whatever you want right that's your mind you can go wherever you want so when i was living in denmark imagining myself living in england i would visualize that and then later on visualizing how would my life be when i'm walking on the beach in la how would the sand feel under my feet what would i see what would i hear and what happens when we do that this is the magic in visualization when you have just visualized some visualized something your mind does not know whether that has actually just happened for real or you just imagined it. So because of that, your brain starts to want to move towards what it thinks was real anyway. And that's where the steps that you then take, however big or small, every single day, they start to align with that. But also always leave space for the fact that the universe may have a greater plan for you. Okay. So whatever goals you set, you don't know if there's an even bigger plan for you. Be open to that. Okay. We don't know everything. The pandemic showed us that, right? Yes. So when yes. I set out to write one book, the universe was like, no, no, you're writing some more. And I'm like, am I? <laughs> okay. Um, you know what I mean? That, that's, there's things that we, we sometimes, we think that I thought that one big book was a big deal, but there was clearly another plan, a play. Yes, that's beautiful. And you are very right. So you have to like, even when you know, things don't quite go your way, you have to maintain optimism, because that is the only way you'll be able to keep moving forward. Because just around the corner, things might, you know, be completely different. I think you have to have like an eager, curious mindset, despite whatever the world around you is telling you. Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that would be very helpful. And I have to ask you now, uh, you talked about manifestation. You talked about uh, attracting whatever it is that you want. So what do you think? Like, I know everyone has some sort of ideas about manifestation, what that concept means to each one of us could be very different. You know, there's so many books and so many uh, content pieces around that. So what do you is manifestation all about although yes our conversation you know gives me some idea with you it obviously has a lot to do with the subconscious but talking about it in its entirety what does manifestation or attracting abundance means to you mm. well a life of abundance can mean many things but to me it means to be abundant in a way that i enjoy you know which for me now is spending time with the people that i love my inner circle of friends and family, my dogs, having time in nature, that's abundant to me, you know, um, being able to do a job that I enjoy every day. But uh, with abundance, again, it, it really is, is it, you attract the vibration that you are. I truly believe that. I think when you say things like, I have such beautiful people in my life, I believe you have beautiful people in your life, you know? When, when we say, oh, the friends around me are gossiping so much, maybe you want to either look at your own behavior and, and see if there's something you want to change so that you can stop the gossiping because that can be quite a, a downer on your energy, right? It's a draining energy and it's not kind. And you may want to actually either ask these people to change the conversation or find new friends, right? If this is not no longer for you. So... Um, I think it's all about vibration and there's so much any re there's research that shows that when we use certain words, you know, like when we come from a place of love and kindness and uh, forgiveness and all these words, they are, that's a good frequency, right? When we focus on that, when we focus on the good that we want to um, give to people and receive from people, um, 
I think that that is um, living an abundant life too, because it feels so nice to be around people that treat you with kindness and you treat them with kindness, right? So um, again, it's an inside out job, put out the frequency, the vibration that you want to attract. It all starts within. And by the way, we need more of this in the world. We need to have a ripple effect of love. There's so much fear, right? There was so much fear around the pandemic, so much fear. And um, love is strong. Love vibration is strong. Yeah. I know that you believe in energy and I know that you believe in the power of, you know, uh, our spirit. So do you think like there is all, all, also this element of magic to manifestation, at least how it has been, that's how it's been marketed, right? So, you know, ignoring that commercial element because that's ever present in everything today. But even so, I, I am a spiritual person. I believe that there is magic to our soul and there's not everything can be explained. Do you believe that, you know, there is work that we do mm. on our subconscious, mm. on our yeah. energy, we, and then you attract so much more it comes back to you magnified yeah amplified. i think that magic appears when you align yourself with your life path or your true self when we allow our true selves to to really uh, be present to this life then i think magic happens i see i see so much magic happen for people that i i can no longer believe that it's coincidental <laughs> I really can't like, you know what I mean? Because I know the work that's gone before it. So it's not like, oh, wow. It's like, I know how much work they've done inside out for yeah. the magic to appear. That's, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> but before I run out of time, I need to ask you, um, can you please share some resources that you would recommend to our listeners so that they can learn more about this subject and they can connect with your content? Mm hmm. So of course, you, you learn quite a lot in my own books, it's not use me, reinvent me and dream belief succeed. There's lots of visualizations how to get started of, on, on the self care self love journey, how to reinvent yourself, um, how to take care of yourself, how to work with the inner child. But also, um, I've just got a, 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 I just grabbed a couple of my favorite books next to me here. There's a wonderful one called your subconscious brain can change your life. So if you're curious about the subconscious mind after what we spoke to spoke about today, then you might want to look at that one. Um, and it's by Dr. Mike Dow and also uh, One Mind by Larry Dosey. Um, that is also incredible about kind of tapping into the one mind, the oneness, the, you know, the where you can download your connect to your inner wisdom or whatever you want to call it. Those are really um, interesting ones that guide you a little deeper. That's great. I will make sure to share all of those links. Uh, and now if you were only allowed to give one piece of advice and add nothing to it, that might help uh, the, our listeners improve the quality of their life. What would that one advice be? Mm. You are allowed to just blow the roof off of your house, this house that you created for yourself, where you think you have to dream only within this ceiling, blow it off and just dream and visualize way beyond that. Just let your imagination go where it wants to go. We have this incredible imagination and these visualizations and things that you feel and see, you have a guidance system within. That is why you have a gut feeling and intuition start to get curious about what is that feeling 
I feel this joy when I do that. I feel this sadness when I do that. Whether they're comfortable feeling or uncomfortable feeling, you are guided. They are both guiding you towards what is on your path for you. Dream beyond. Amazing. Follow it. Follow those visions. Amazing. That was beautiful. That was the amazing Camilla Secretoro. If you want to know more about our guest or you want to explore the resources mentioned during the episode, the links will be in the episode description. If you want to dive into similar content, go to my website, pratimehra.com, and there's a whole bunch of them for you to explore. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do rate and review the show on iTunes and share the episode on Instagram. This will help the show grow and reach a wider audience. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Now, I'll be back next week. Till then, please do take care of yourself.